am Connor from the House of L. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. We are two of the many, many survivors of Krypton's destruction, and we have made our home in Australia, and dare I say have become Australians, for better or worse. But we have also decided to read Superman comics, read Superman books, watch Superman shows, cartoons, movies, basically everything Superman, and from an Australian perspective as well. Whether you're a seasoned fan, like me, or whether you are coming in fresh, wide-eyed, and wanting to learn more like me, then this podcast is for you. Join us for our bi-weekly adventures available on all good podcast catches. So just search for Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. We'll be coming to you from Australia or some cosmic dimension, wherever we are, that week. Up, 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 up and, and away! away. Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello, and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immobile Iron podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. And I'm Carl Stout. And we're here... Uh, you know, because being... someone hates us. <laughs> yeah, Carl, because he got inebriated when we were supposed to record last weekend. Um, oh, I wasn't drunk. I was exhausted. I only had three drinks in the whole ten hours I was at the party. Either way, now we have to record now in the middle of the holidays. You know, I get to take time away from my family so we can. Oh, shut up! Your so... family's sleeping right now. Uh, no, actually, I'm gonna. One of them's drunk, so I'm gonna pick them up soon. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, damn it, mom. <laughs> no, um, we're here, and this will be the last episode for the year because of holiday seasons. So, so yeah. happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, and if we missed one, sorry, it's just there's a lot. Yeah, and don't be so easily offended either, <laughs> if we miss one. Um, yeah, we are here, so this episode is a listener request from, mm, where is it, let's see, uh, Dom Villafort Third, and I'm only just getting, I'm only just seeing messages from people because people open the messages and then I don't see them as notifications, which is annoying. Um, okay, yeah, so it's it's a request from Tom Villafort III, and it is about Ultimate Iron Fist. Uh, so, not, not Ultimate Spider-Man the cartoon, but uh, the Ultimate Universe, if you guys remember that, when it was a thing. Um, you know, I've, uh, the Ultimate Universe I thought was pretty cool at the time. I think it was a good way to get new readers in. Um, it was definitely interesting. A lot of people complained about some of the changes and stuff, but it's like, well, it's an alternate universe, so, <laughs> you know, there's going to be changes. But there Like was... hip, hip art, man. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I thought it was good until, you know, they sunk it all, uh, literally. Um, but uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was good until I read these issues. 
Well, um, we'll get into that soon. <laughs> but there was there was four main runs. So you had Ultimate Spider-Man, you had Ultimate X-Men, you had Ultimate Avengers, and then there was Ultimate Fantastic Four. Well, what about the Ultimates? That's that was Ultimate Avengers. Was it? Yeah, the Ultimates was the Avengers. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I just called them Ultimate Avengers because I forgot. So, but yeah. <laughs> Those are the four things, and then you have, like, miniseries and stuff, and you got a lot of new characters through, um, what do you call it, the Ultimate Marvel team-up, which had, you know, Ultimate Spider-Man teaming up with all the other characters, so, you know, there was, like, a Shang-Chi team-up, which was good. That was, like that was really good. Yeah, um, but we are here to talk about Ultimate Iron Fist. And he appears pretty much exclusively in Ultimate Spider-Man. He has a couple of appearances in Fantastic Four, but that's like with a bunch of other. And he's just in group shots. Yeah, and he's also like Thanos has converted them all in like a dark side anti-life equation move. Um, and he is also in like a couple of Marvel handbooks where it tells you his background. Which and isn't much. No, it's not. Uh, I feel like it's someone that might have come back to later in a miniseries or something, but, you know, obviously the Ultimate Universe never went... Uh, you know, it's dead now, so... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... The issues we covered... Let's see, I'll get... So I can find those images I saved, because... As I said, since we were supposed to call last week, I read through all of these um, a few weeks ago. So let's get. I did it all in one shot. So like 79 to 84, and then like 100 and something to 110. Yeah. See, I. So. They will be in the show notes. <laughs> yes, they will. Um, let's start off with like the latest version of Iron Fist's background, though. So, let's talk about Iron Fist for a sec. Let's start with the basics. His outfit. Um, I like, I like his look, actually. I think it's, like, the, probably the only good thing, but, yeah. Um, it's not a bad look in the Ultimate Universe, but it's a look that makes no sense. Why is that? How are we introduced to Danny? How we introduced to Danny? Uh, he's yes. A, he's a friend of Shang-Chi. Uh-uh. How are we introduced uh, to yeah, Danny? Uh, in Ultimate Spider-Man point five half whatever. Where he decides... Oh, no, 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 not even that. Not even that. In the normal run, how are we first introduced to Danny? Isn't he a friend of Shang-Chi? He is in prison. Yep, 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 he's in prison. At his parole hearing. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so you just got out of jail. You were in jail for using your iron fists in a fight and severely messing people up. Yeah. So now I'm going to go right back out to the street Chest tattoo ablaze and no mask on. Well, he. Dumb. 
dumb. If you remember, he talked to Shang Chi a lot. Like he barely used his iron fist because he didn't want to go to. He didn't want to get caught again. You Still, know? he's fighting again after just getting out of jail for fighting. Yeah, he should have a full face mask on and a turtleneck. That, okay, that's a good point. He should have a mask on. I'll give you that. He was helping out Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. He should have had a mask on. Um, but I, I and my, also, ul- my ultimate favorite part while he's in his parole hearing. No, I don't have superpowers. No, I'm not a mutant. I just trained really hard, and anyone could do this. I was just like, oh my god, why are we here? Well, we don't know if he's being truthful. <coughs> why doesn't Shang-Chi have an Iron Fist? <laughs> well, that's the thing, we don't know if Iron Fist is being truthful. And it's like, we we barely find out anything about Iron Fist, so we can't really make many assumptions, because we have to take his word on it from that small scene. It's like, he's a par- at a parole hearing. He could easily be lying. True. You know, it, it looks better if you say anyone can get this as opposed to, oh, I do have superpowers because that probably makes him inclined not to release you. Um, so also in this universe, it's literally an iron fist. He concentrates his chi into his hand and it becomes onto a thing of iron. Yeah. There's no glow, there's no... Well, there is a glow, but that's when it basically is turning into iron. So it's almost like he gets Colossus's hand. I didn't get that vibe. Well, there's a couple scenes where it's actually silver. Huh. Okay. Hmm. I don't, I don't remember those. Um, or I just it's wasn't one, looking enough. It's the one where he's got the guy on the knees and he's threatening to punch his head off. And then you see the hand... Literally turns into like a chrome look. Any chance you remember what issue that is? No. Yeah, damn. Um, well, we we are introduced to him in Ultimate Spider-Man Half, which is a very good story, by the way. Yeah, he. So there's this ridiculous thing where this lady's shoplifted, and this guy's trying to. It's insanity. No one's really in the right, except for the store owner, I guess, but. <laughs> and Danny help like he's helping the situation. He's stopping, you know, a big guy from roughing up a small guy. And then Spider Man just comes in and punches Danny. Uh, and it's like, well, like that story is like, screw you, Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, well, I just came in and you know I just hit the guy who had superpowers. He just, uh. um, but you know, Spider Man's obviously a lot younger in the Ultimate Universe, so. Yes, yeah. to the to the black cat's chagrin. Yeah. So you know, uh, the whole thing is Iron Fist was inspired by before this. Iron Fist is inspired by Spider Man and stuff. And he was going to use his uh, power to fight crime and do community service. But uh, after Spider Man did that to him and webbed him up. Uh, he lost a bit of faith, but apparently he went and did it again and got sent to prison for it. So, for six months, actually. Um, yeah. But so, like, this is the background we get for him. We get Danny Rand trained in martial arts for many years under Shang <coughs> and Sifu's such as Master Key, and he became close friends with fellow student Shang-Chi. Danny eventually mastered a rare discipline to gather his life energy, or Chi, 
into a focal point in his body, in this case his fist, rendering it harder than steel. The discipline's name translated into English as Iron Fist, and this became Danny's nickname amongst fellow practitioners. Uh, and we also get uh, a few years ago, during a period when Danny and Shang-Chi had lost touch, Danny had a relationship with Lun called Colleen, resulting in his fathering a daughter. And that's everything that we get before he appears. That's from the Marvel database, so we don't actually find out about Colleen and the daughter until, like, the last issue he's in, so... She's apparently a big, muscular, angry redhead. Yeah. Which, you know, she kind of usually is anyway. Um, maybe not as muscular, but... You know, so, obviously... Well, she doesn't look happy. <laughs> yeah. And he's... Like, <laughs> And Danny actually looks scared of her. <laughs> Danny, look. In that one pretty, shot. Danny is pretty pathetic in this universe, if we're being real here. <laughs> yeah. I like his look. Um, That's it, really. Like, if, if, if you haven't seen it, I'm sure Connor's going to throw some pictures up. He's got a blonde crew cut and a green vest. No shirt. Tattoo, I actually think, is a little larger than normal. Or the brand, rather. Mm. And uh, does he have appearing and disappearing wristbands? I can't remember. He has green wristbands, he has a red sash, and then he just has green leggings. So I think it's a good kind of modernized look for him. Toned Mm -hmm. down. Um, So apparently, I think you pointed this out, he's six foot one, but he only weighs 150 pounds. (laughs) Yeah, that's... that's, Makes no sense given the way he's drawn. Right. When he's drawn, he should be 200 all day. Yeah. And his description of his abilities is Danny is an exceptional martial artist, one of the best in the world. He's able to focus his chi around his fist, making it hard to steal and able to smash through most obstacles. So, yeah. Um, so, no healing, no... Who knows? They did never develop the character. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that, that was... That's the same story with a lot of Ultimate characters, like Ultimate Deadpool. Um, they appear for a bit and they never appear again. So, <sighs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let's let's get into the stories he's in then. So we have the first arc, seventy nine to eighty five, and this Hammerhead. Involves, yeah, this involves Hammerhead, Elektra. Shang-Chi, Iron Fist, and Black Cat, and Gene DeWolf. Now, obviously, Iron Fist didn't really do much in these. Like nope. He was around, he punched some people. He um, got webbed up. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I actually enjoyed all of the issues I read of Spider-Man. Um, no, to be, yes, to be completely honest, the stories were actually good, but... Yeah. Iron Fist actually didn't need to be in, at least not this first one. Yeah, no, I mean, I enjoyed these, and Iron Fist was, like, not really relevant. I enjoyed them for Spider-Man and his interactions, like, him just staring at Elektra's boobs was pretty funny. Um, and she's like, stop that. Uh, and stop, stop looking at them. The, one of the best parts was when Black Cat kisses him, and then she's like, wait, how old are you? <laughs> no, I think that, isn't that in the second part? Oh, okay. But still, it's great. <laughs> yeah. 
She's a Having having on his crotch, having pizza. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> having pizza with Kingpin. Kingpin yeah. has done excellent as always. Definitely, yeah. Um, the way Kingpin should be done, and for the most part, is always done. Yeah. Um, if if anything, there's some great Moon Knight stuff here. There is. Yeah. If you're a Moon, if you're a Moon Knight fan, these are the issues to read. Yeah, he's in. Because there's some <laughs> there's some stuff going on in that man's head. Yeah, yeah, he's a bit different from his main incarnation, but you know he's recognizable enough. He's mm-hmm. uh, when he oh, that's in the second arc, so I don't talk about it yet. But uh, so it was good. I like the twist of uh, Jean Dewolf or Jean Dewolf being actually working for the Kingpin in this universe. Well, he gets introduced in the first thing, doesn't he? She. Because he. No, 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 the Moon Knight. He's introduced in the yeah, first clip. He, he gets web, webbed up in the room with all of them and whatnot. Actually, I thought that was that was really funny when everyone was fighting and it was crazy, and then he just webs up everyone. And yeah, no Spider Man. <laughs> Spider Man just webs an entire room of like thirty people. He's like, really that, angry that's it. That's it. <laughs> Because he's webbed up Elektra, Iron Fist, Moon Knight, Shang-Chi, uh, Hammerhead. They're all really angry at him. When he the Enforcers. Does yeah. Because his web's organic, I'm pretty sure, in the Ultimate Universe as well. Nope, 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 nope. It's not? Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. Just remember in Part 2, after Ronin takes him... Mm-hmm. From the from the school, he goes onto the rooftop and pulls his sleeve down and actually uses his web shooters. Right, right, right. I remember now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will say a complaint. Back when he used to date Kitty Pride, that was a nice twist. Yeah, not for long. <laughs> no. Um. So what I what I really didn't like about like because this is this is some of Bendis's best stuff. Um, you know, obviously, reading if you're reading this for Iron Fist, you're not going to get much, but it's like it's still a good read because of all the others. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but my problem is there's way too many double page spreads that's just people talking. Oh yeah, there's a lot of that. A double page spread should be if it's like a big action piece or something. You don't need a double page spread just for people talking. <laughs> <laughs> it's with like double page spread with like twenty panels on there. And just walls of text. Um, that that got really irritating. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. I thought the artwork was really good. So the gist of this first little story arc is uh, Kingpin, of course, has now got major people looking into him, so he's got to lay low, or else you know actually get busted for some of the crimes he does. So he has to pretend like, you know, he's, you know, the pillar of the community and can't make any stink. And in doing so, Silver Fox, or Silver Mane, rather, sorry, Silver Mane decides this is the prime time to attack and take over the properties. And his number one henchman decides, yeah, you're right, and then proceeds to kill Silver Mane (laughs) to to take over the Empire. Yeah. Like, that's a great idea, Snap breaks his neck and pounds his face into the floor, and that number one henchman is Hammerhead, 
who apparently in the universe has already died and come back to life. <laughs> and I don't, and I don't, since I didn't read more back into it, I don't know, but apparently this may have been how he got his head. So that was not his normal head, I think, because he's got scars on his head. So, yeah. and apparently it's metal now because everyone who punches it now is like, I broke my hand. So Hammerhead gets the Enforcers, who are a group of four guys who all have, uh, I don't want to say abilities, different talents. Yeah. And uh, who, who used to work for Kingpin, and now he's going around from place to place saying, you're going to work for me now, because uh, Kingpin's you know out of the picture, and things are going to change, and I'm going to treat you better. But if you don't like it and you want to leave, you can go, but I'm just going to kill you. In a nutshell. Mm. And uh, proceeds to burn down a warehouse, and that's where Spidey and Moon Knight first meet up. Yeah. And uh, there's a few funny comments where even Moon Knight is going like, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, then uh, Spider-Man also has apparently a good communication with the police chief, who is the wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's even got her phone number. And these are all and, people from the main universe. These are obviously just alternate versions, though. And, of course, there's drama going on at high school, especially with Mary Jane, and he doesn't want to put her in danger, so he's kind of breaking up with her, but she's in love with him, and yada, got teen angst garbage. That's some stuff I didn't like. I I didn't mind it. I just thought it was a little too much. Yeah, fair enough. But but I did love him storming out of the class and the teacher going, where do you think you're going, (laughs) mister? And he's like, I can teach this class and slams the door. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But basically what comes from this run is there's a hammerhead trying to take over. Electra is sent out to kill him, you know, nice and quietly to send a message from Kingpin. He then offers, Hammerhead then offers her more money, so she switched sides. Yeah. And things, things go south. The whole thing is like, because you have, you have all these factions, so Moon Knight's after Hammerhead. Mm-hmm. Iron Fist and Shang-Chi are after Hammerhead. Their ultimate goal is Kingpin. And Elektra is, but then she switches sides. Black Cat is after Kingpin for herself, but she, I think she wants Hammerhead taken out. Kind of there's some weird thing there. She wants to join forces with Hammerhead uh, yep, initially yep. to take out Kingpin. And then you have Spider-Man, who just wants to get rid of the bad guys, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so his his goals are cl- the, probably the closest with Moon Knight. Iron Fist and Shang-Chi, except Spider-Man obviously doesn't want to kill anyone, because uh, everyone else is all about killing, so... <laughs> yeah, and they, all their paths converge on Hammerhead's warehouse. The Kingpin kind of invited Spider-Man over, and he's like, hey, look, taking Hammerhead's out is going to be good for both of us. And Spider-Man's like, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, because I hate you, but he ends up realising there's no real... Like, well, no, he goes, really... he goes to the wolf. Yeah, and the wolf and is tells... like, She's like, yeah, he's a bad guy. You should go get him. Yeah. <laughs> and she's right. I think, like, Hammerhead being in power would probably be a lot bloodier than Kingpin, so... It would definitely be more out in the open. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I think Hammerhead's the immediate threat, but yeah, they all fight, and then that culminates in that kind of really hilarious thing where he webs everyone up. <laughs> um, that, uh, one of the funniest sequences is how people kept getting knocked out of the same window. Mm-hmm. Um, and falling in different rooms of cars. Yeah, it's just the cops are down on the street. Like, so I think you had Electra fall out, you had Hammerhead fall out. First there was Hammerhead. Actually, he does. first there was Spider-Man. That's right, and he goes First, Spider-Man up. gets thrown out. No, he doesn't go back up. First, Spider-Man gets thrown out. He falls on the roof of the car. They think he's dead. Then he starts moving, freaking people out. Uh, then the uh, the wolf shows up, because they're literally trying to cuff his limp body, and the wolf shows up and starts going mm-hmm. off on the cops, going, you haven't secured the area. You haven't done this. You haven't done that. <laughs> and now you're trying to cuff the guy who does your job better than oh, yeah, you do. They keep trying to shoot him. That's right. There's that <clears throat> And yep. he gets really annoyed because, yeah, he's just trying to protect everyone. Um, and they're just shooting at him instead of actual bad guys. And then while the wolf is, Spider-Man's back up on his feet and the wolf is talking to him, Hammerhead comes flying out through the window. Spider-Man <laughs> throws some webbing on him. He can't stop his fall, but he, like, pads his body and he bounces off the pavement. You think he's dead, but you find out later that he apparently is in a coma. What happens with that, I don't know, because, again, we only wore, read these issues with Iron Fist. And then Electra goes on another killing spree upstairs because she breaks free from her webbing, manages to fatally stab Moon Knight. Yeah. Black Cat winds up, winds up. I don't even know what happens. I think she gets. But, uh, I think either Moon Knight or Black Cat throws like a, a yeah, saber I, into her. Um, a moon orang. I think they. Black Cat starts to fight Electra, totally outclassed, is about to also get killed, and the badly wounded Moon Knight puts one of his throwing moons into the back of her skull. Yeah, and so, then she falls out the window. She's chucked out the window. But she she just ends up being in a coma. She actually lives and comes back later. Okay, because they don't really say there. You almost think she's dead. No, she's alive, which is good, because I think I like her... Um, in the ultimate universe. Um, and Iron Fist and Shang-Chi, they, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the others managed to... Black Cat cuts all the other heroes out before the cops get upstairs. And this kind of wraps up the first little Iron Fist arc. Yeah, so um, it's actually a good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've read, I think... I would have stopped reading... I read a lot of the Ultimate Iron Fist run. I think I read about 60 issues. So I would have stopped just short of this, I think. Um, yeah, I did, I did also. I think I bought I bought the ones with him on the cover, but I don't think I ever got around to read them. Probably yeah. because I thumbed through the issue and couldn't see him in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, as a run, I definitely recommend Ultimate Spider-Man. It's good. Um, you know. Uh, and... Uh, this the story arc was good. It was good Bendis. Uh, there was a lot of very good humor, like genuinely funny. Um, <laughs> and uh, as for Iron Fist side, um, I, like he wasn't in this arc much, but I thought he was good in this arc when he was in it. Him and Shang Chi, I thought they were pretty cool. Um, you know, like yeah. 
What, what about you? For, what are your thoughts on this arc? Well, for 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 what we saw of him, he was fine. Yeah. Um, like the only issue I have is the two thing I two things I mentioned for a guy who just got out of prison, you shouldn't be running around with your face out and your brand out for everyone to see, and the whole oh I just trained really hard thing kind of like rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. Maybe we would have. Um, but again, the introduction to Moon Knight. And the crazy conversations that are going on with the people in his head, including a little redheaded girl with black eyeballs, is very interesting. Yeah. Now, with with Iron Fist, like the just training very hard thing, there's a couple of points I want to make. So the first point is obviously that could have easily been retconned or elaborated on if you ever right. got like a miniseries, because obviously, like this wasn't much backstory at all. Um, on the yep. other hand, though, I think. For his role and his look, like, uh, especially since it's like the ultimate universe, I honestly wouldn't mind if they did something like that as a backstory without the dragon and stuff, because it's supposed to be less sort of fantastical, this universe. Um, well, that's the vibe I got. I'm not sure if it is, but, uh, you know, either way, um, I prefer him to the cartoon Ultimate Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. So, so like even with Moon Knight, uh, he's a failed super soldier. Yeah. Experiment. Yeah. yeah, he's not like a just a hardcore mercenary who went into Egypt or whatever. Um, yeah. So, uh, I guess second arc. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, as I said before, I think Gene DeWolf being a bad guy was a neat twist in this. I don't know if you ever read like the death of Gene DeWolf or anything like that. Nope. Okay. Well, she was um, a cop ally of Spider-Man in the main universe, and then in a Spider-Man slash Daredevil story, she got killed. Um, uh, and it was pretty good. But, uh, all anyway. right. So, so the second arc here, we yeah. are introduced to Daredevil. Yes, although and Doctor Strange, he's appeared in it before, but well, where I'm introduced to him. So oh, okay, right. yeah. And uh, Doctor Strange, who apparently is a late night talk show publicity whore. <laughs> yeah, so this is actually Stephen Strange's son, Stephen Strange Junior. Um, oh. Uh-huh. So, because like the six one six Doctor Strange, his equivalent in the Ultimate Universe was this guy's dad. And he just disappeared all of a sudden. So I think this guy's the son of Claire and Doctor Strange. And of course, like a lot of people in Ultimatum, he dies a horrific, ultra-violent death. <laughs> so, you know, thanks, Ultimatum. You suck. <laughs> but uh, he's cool. I like him. It's a different spin on Doctor Strange. We also get... Um, Actually, he's the only new person, isn't he? Because we have Daredevil, him, and then we have Iron Fist, Shang-Chi, and Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. And Daredevil's set up this Marvel Knight squad, essentially, and he wants Spider-Man as well, which is pretty funny because Daredevil said some very harsh words to Spider-Man in their last meeting, um, which is actually a great read. It's a Punisher origin story slash Daredevil slash Spider-Man kind of thing. Um 
But uh, yeah, so they the their goal is to take down the kingpin. Well, one of the funniest things right off the get go is uh, Spider Man like stumbles across this roof, rooftop meeting and he's like spying on them, mm-hmm. and he's 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 griping about you know he always. Daredevil says he's got like super senses or whatever, and then Daredevil just turns around and points at him from like three rooftops <laughs> away and like waves him over. And he's like, "Damn it, he does have super senses." Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I like Daredevil in the Ultimate Universe. Uh, he's pretty much the same character. Um, his backstory is like a bit not much different at all, and he has the same powers and stuff. Uh, he also dies in Ultimatum. Crushed by a building off screen, and Spider Man and Hulk find his body, so that's fun too. <laughs> um, but uh, back to this story. So, yeah, um, he wants Spider Man, he eventually recruits everyone, and they want Moon Knight to go in as an inside agent because he can, like, create another personality. So he becomes. Well, well Fist, this again is all about Kingpin. Yes. Fisk, Fisk is still searching for a new assassin, uh, assassin because yeah. Elektra apparently is still out of the picture, presumed dead, whatever. Yeah. And as, as he calls it, he needs his fist back. And I think Shang-Chi was trying to get in. Yep. But, uh, but it wasn't working. No, because he hesitated to kill someone, I think. Um, so, so, Daredevil slash Strange, because I think they're kind of working together on this plan, Yeah. decide that Moon Knight should, would be the best one to go in under a different identity, which causes a huge argument in his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, the, the arguments in his head, and when they're all fighting each other and stuff, they're some of the best parts. <laughs> and uh, so he, he pretty much creates Ronin. We get the Ronin persona, which was originally Hawkeye. Yeah, so I thought that was an interesting twist. And uh, he goes in and makes an appearance, and Fisk is impressed. But he says, if you, you really want to get this gig, you got to bring in Spider-Man. Yeah. And because Moon Knight is a little crazy, <laughs> um, he's fully absorbed into this new persona of being a hitman. And uh, his other identities in his head are, like, freaking out over this. Because yeah, they've lost the, any influence the, on him. <laughs> the, the new version of themselves has pretty much taken over. He has now become the alpha. Yeah. To the point where Moon Knight himself in his head is actually, you know, pushed to the side. Yeah. Where Moon Knight Moon Knight before was like when these when these uh it's normally the two two guys and a girl having these conversations, uh whenever Moon Knight shows up to like, oh crap, he hurt us and this, that and the other thing. Which is again very interesting. Very interesting twist on, on what's yeah. going on at Mark's head. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so, he, but then in the process of this, we see somebody, like, ratting out to Moon, uh, to Kingpin. Kingpin. 
about all the plans. So this is what's mm. going to happen. Yeah. And this is so-and-so. And, oh, yeah, Daredevil's name is <laughs> yeah. this. And, no, I don't know who Spider-Man is yet. And blah, blah, blah. And it turns out it's Danny Rand. Yeah, Iron Fist. Um, <laughs> so he's the mole in the group. Um, which I already knew this going in. Mm-hmm. because I'd looked into Ultimate Iron Fist before. I hadn't read the issues, but, like, obviously the major thing that's mentioned with him, because this is the only arc he has, like, a big part in, is that he was the mole in Marvel Knights working for the Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So, Moon Knight goes into the high school. Yes, he just goes nuts. <laughs> kick, kicks Kitty Pride's ass. Yeah. Then, as while he's fighting Kitty Pride, Peter runs off and gets in his costume. And he and kicks Peter Parker's ass as well. Then he, then he kicks Spider-Man's butt. And then literally goes to the rooftop of the school, peels back Peter's arm of the costume, and uses his own web shooter to swing away while holding Peter, which yeah. is definitely interesting. I don't think it's ever been done before. And then he brings him to, of course, Kingpin who ties him up in a chair in the basement. Even though he's unmasked, he has no idea who he is, because, again, he's just a freaking kid, a pimply-faced kid. Yeah. And the conversation here is fantastic. Just the sheer, the sheer fact, I think, is genius that some random company trademarked Spider-Man's look (laughs) (laughs) because Peter's identity is secret. So this random company has been producing these whatever toys and whatever. And King Kingpin swept in and bought the company out. (laughs) So Kingpin literally owns Spider-Man's image. And he makes the comment like the movie made a billion (laughs) dollars. So Spider-Man is technically making Kingpin richer. Yeah. So all the t-shirts, all the toys, all the whatever is all lining Kingpin's pockets. And that's one of the reasons why Kingpin won't ever kill Spider-Man. Because it's going to threaten his bottom line. (laughs) Yeah. Which Which is such a great twist. And it provides like a really good reason for him not to kill him as well. Because he just mm-hmm. makes him so much money. And it's it's also a big F you to Spider-Man himself. It's like, hey, you are just making me so much money. And he, he also threatens him if um, or if you stop being Spider-Man, I'll make your life hell or something like that. He knows where his school is and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that if worse does come to worse, he will kill him because at least there'll be an up spike in sales for a little bit. Yeah. But he's like, but he's like, he says something like, you're no Elvis Presley though. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was really fun. Um, and also while doing this, he also basically lays down, I know your name, you daredevil's my lawyer, uh, or not your name. I know where you, uh, where you live, what your, where your, where your school's at, this, that, and the other thing, obviously. And basically tells him that we know the whole entire plan. Yeah. And, and then doesn't say who tell, who told him, but then he proceeds to jump Ronan and beat the shit out of him. Yeah. 
which I find pretty interesting considering what we've seen what Ronan has done, slash, a.k.a. Moon Knight, and Fisk just jumps on him and beats him senseless in seconds. Well, I guess because he wasn't expecting it, so... Mm. Uh, but that... Can I just say that that whole sequence of Ronan in the school was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was chaos. <laughs> it was just... You know, he, he, I, I love that they've... I love this whole thing where his per, this personality has just essentially gone rogue and taken over. Um, <coughs> yeah. But yeah, I think... And Kingpin also tells... Eventually tells Spider-Man that... Um, Blah, 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 what do you call it? Daredevil is the rat. Yes. Yeah. Or implies it anyways. Yeah, so obviously Spider-Man goes back to go ham on Daredevil after they leave. Um, oh yeah, and they take out Moon Knight and shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Shoot him in the head and throw him in the river. Yeah. And then there's... I, I can't remember what happens in his head exactly, but... Uh, like, I think Ronan takes over it again. And no, Moon, Moon Knight okay. takes over the Ronan persona and tells him to get up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Moon, Moon Knight, basically, after Ronan gets shot in the head and thrown in the river, I'm guessing, like, the headband or whatever protected the actual bullet from going into his head and killing him. Well, he's also like a super soldier, right? So it's probably, mm-hmm. you know, pretty hard to kill him. And uh, so he's probably got like severe concussion and could drown. And he's just given up. And Moon Knight then proceeds to take Ronan back over and tells him to get the hell up. And even yeah. though Ronan's standing there, it's now Moon Knight again. Yeah. And uh, so Spidey goes back and basically gets in Daredevil's face and he goes off on him about how you sold us out, this, that, and the other thing, and blah, 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 and he knows who you are and where you are, and while they're saying this, is Daredevil's office blows up. Yeah. And of course, you know, uh, Iron Fist is pretty nervous. And as he's, you know, chewing Daredevil out, in, the, in, in mid-chew, Daredevil just turns and looks at Danny and goes, I'm a human goddamn lie detector. <laughs> and, your pulse, <laughs> and your pulse rate and temperature just shot through the effing roof. Yeah. He's like, what did you do? And that's where, you know, Shang-Chi comes to Danny's defense and is basically let down because Danny then spills his guts and says he's got a daughter from a girl named Colin Wayne. Mm. Colleen Wing and they pinned a note on my kid for me to come see them and they pretty much, you know, threatened his family. Yeah. So, so he had to do it. Yeah, and he also, you know, and the point comes up, it's like, well, why don't you just help them kill Kingpin so it wouldn't be a problem? He didn't want to go to jail again. So I thought that was pretty weak. I understand the family being threatened, but when it's like killing Kingpin would solve it, and he was just too scared to go to jail, it's like this is obviously an alternate universe, Danny, because our main Danny wouldn't care. <laughs> Hell, if and he also, really to get out of jail, he would just bust out anyway. Um, right, you would punch a hole in the wall, walk out. Um, but also, I thought this was maybe a weak attempt at a little touch of Danny's real origin, where you know he trained all this way and then couldn't kill the guy who killed his father 
where he was in the room with Kingpin and he was going to kill him for threatening his family and then realized that mm. he just couldn't do it. Okay, I didn't pick up on that. Um, but yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, I, but th- that being said, knowing Bendis, I'm not sure if that would have been intentional. <laughs> um, and know. then we have, we cut to Danny again, spilling his guts to Kingpin. And I'm going to here just to stall you. <laughs> Sorry, you cut out for a sec. Can you repeat that? Oh, we cut back to Danny spilling his guts to Kingpin, telling him everything that went down, and then him basically saying, but also I was just sent here to kind of stall you. Yeah, yeah. So so they could break in and yeah, take sure. something away from you, and then Kingpin starts to lose his mind. And I don't know why, but for some reason, uh, Kingpin's wife is also like in some odd coma in the story, and he comes busting into his wife's room to find Daredevil with like, I'm going to snap her neck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was great in this. Um, he's crazy. Well, like he's he's just very. Uh, he's not ruthless, but you know what I mean. He's hardcore. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll he'll talk the talk. Uh, <laughs> so he's got this comatose woman in this like neck neck snapping chokehold, yeah. and he's threatening Kingpin, saying, "You're going to leave the country. You're going to do this. You're going to do that." And you're never coming back, la 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 la. Yeah. And then they do leave, and Kingpin's just like, "All right, we are we are going to leave because I'm going to get her the hell away from here, and then I'm going to come back, and then we're going to like, you know, take these all these guys out. This is it." And while he's going to the airport, he's like, "I want nothing but professionals on a job. We're taking all of them out. This, that, and the other thing." And while this is going on. Moon Knight in Ronin gear, because again, they've mentioned that there's never any evidence to take Kingpin down. Yeah. Moon Knight, dressed as Ronin still, stumbles into the police department to report (laughs) a crime, and that is Kingpin tried to murder me. Yeah. And he tells them what went down, and so Kingpin's trying to get into his airplane, and he's surrounded by like 12 cop cars, and they then arrest him for attempted murder. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they kind of part ways after that, and Shang-Chi walks off, obviously, pretty ashamed of Danny, and mm-hmm. Danny's back at home with his kid and Colleen, but he looks pretty ashamed of himself. Um, and that's, that's the last we really see of Danny, because... Uh, yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't pop up and have any lines in any other comic. It's just cameos, mm-hmm. like borderline less than cameos even. <coughs> um, yeah, but uh, you know the story itself was good. Uh, like the Daredevil and Kingpin had a good character arc together as well. Um, like the Moon Knight stuff was great. Yep. The Spider Man is great as usual. Uh, the, the Doctor Strange, he was he was interesting. Um, it was a, it was a solid story arc. Uh, so obviously Danny's role was bigger, but he was, you know, um, like the mole. Uh, I guess it it didn't really bug me that much because it was the Ultimate Universe. But I don't know how do you feel? Oh yeah, again, this isn't our real universe. This is what we're used to. This is something different, but. 
again, other than him being the mole, there is no reason for him to be in any of these issues. Yeah, I think... I mean, think about it. If, if, if Hammerhead in the first run didn't go to, to threaten people in Chinatown, you wouldn't need Shang-Chi or Iron Fist in this story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that's that's where he, he gets introduced, like sucked into the story is Danny's walking down the street through Chinatown, sees Shang-Chi, they talk, then they're in a restaurant eating, talking about the school, and then Hammerhead shows up t- to collect money, saying, yeah. you know, Kingpin used to collect here, but now he's gone, you're going to pay me. And they're like, well, this guy over here, Shang-Chi, is, keeps beating up the collecting agents. Yeah. Um... I mean, I I would have liked to have seen like a mini series with this Danny Rand mm-hmm. because there was a there were, like Daredevil didn't have an ongoing, but there was a Daredevil and Electra mini series, which was neat. It would have been just again. neat to have a Marvel Knights mm. mini series. Yeah, because they had a good dynamic. All that team, maybe like a sequel to this story, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. Danny would get some redemption with Shang Chi or something. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, for what we got, I still enjoyed it. The Iron Fist role was disappointing, but the rest of it was good enough, and it's not supposed to be an Iron Fist story, so I guess I didn't really... It is a Spider-Man book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I enjoyed the story. I think, like, Daredevil and stuff and Moon Knight more than made up for it. Um, I don't know if you looked into it or not, but is this collected in a graphic novel or two graphic novels? Uh, if not, we'll just put it in the show notes. It's collect. Uh, these two arcs are collected in trades. Just don't know the numbers. Yeah, it's like thirteen and eighteen or something. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, Excellent. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed reading these, and I guess now we know everything about Ultimate Iron Fist. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess there's, there's not that heaps to add, really. No, uh, we, we done covered it. Yeah. I mean, they're good. Um, I would say go read them, but uh, what I mean to say is just read Ultimate Spider-Man in general, if you like our praise of it, because it's a good run. So, you know, um, if you're just reading it for Iron Fist and you don't care about anything else, then... You're going to be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be disappointed. So. But, yeah. Um, so thank- read it for Moon Knight. Yeah, no, yeah. Moon Knight's hilarious in it. Um, this is, it's absolute madness, like what goes on in his head. <laughs> They're all fighting each other constantly. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks for the recommendation. Um, thanks for the request as well. We love getting requests, and we finally got a request, yes. and that's awesome. So, you know, appreciate it, man. Um, so for next year, there's no, like, huge, huge plans next year or anything. We're just going to keep on doing what we're doing. Uh, well, we're going we're gonna to knock down some of the original issues again. Uh, yeah. If any, if anything new pops up, that's going to break into it. our schedule. Definitely. And we'll probably, I don't know, are you thinking, like, maybe four episodes to break down? The Heroes for Hire. So there's not a super lot of issues. Uh, the, oh, yeah, because we did get a request from Phil Parrish, mm-hmm. uh, who's a fan, and he's also a big listener of my other podcast, 
which I'll put in the show notes. Um, and he has and that, requested that. That is a great run. Yeah, yeah. He's requested the Heroes for Hire run, which is I think about nineteen to twenty issues, including the Quicksilver stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's uh, an issue where I issues where I agree with the bad guy. <laughs> so maybe we could. Uh, also, that run is collected in two collections right now. As yes. Well, which I'll put in the show notes too. But in color. Three, if you want to get the Quicksilver one. Oh, the trades don't collect the Quicksilver stuff? Actually, I've never looked, but I know there's a trade of Quicksilver that has the crossover issues in it. I don't know if the crossover issues are in the Heroes for Hire or not. Okay. I haven't looked. I've bought them. I've put them on the shelf, but I haven't opened them because I own the issues. Yeah, same. Um, in fact, you sent me the issues a while ago. I still have them all bagged and boarded. Uh, but, you know, that, that'll that be a thing we're covering. We're just figuring out when we're going to do that and how we're going to do it. But it'll happen. And as will our classic Power Man and Iron Fist, and as you said, Carl, anything new that comes out, we'll be covering that because it's new Iron Fist stuff and there's not much right. of it. So. We want to keep current. Yeah. Um, so I guess that wraps us up. Until next time. Until um, next year. Until next year. May, may you your have, thing. May your thing. <laughs> may your fists become unto iron, and don't sell out your friends. Don't be the mole. Yeah, and also happy holidays, or if you don't have holidays, just happy times in general. And we will see you next year. Bye. Oh, bye bye. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter at Iron Fist Podcast, our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon, uh, hyphens where the spaces are, our YouTube, Connor Carl, just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Artist Podcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. I'd like to thank Thomas Tissot for composing the Iron Fist theme song we use at the start of our Iron Fist episodes on the podcast. I'd also like to thank Peter John Sikorsky for composing the Power Man and Iron Fist theme we use at the start of our Power Man and Iron Fist episodes. And finally, thanks to you guys for listening. 